Hello, hello, Kristen here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the podcast name change. If you hear any old terminology, that's why. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here for today's interview. I am interviewing today Tasha Corbin, who is a coach for heart-centered entrepreneurs. I really enjoyed speaking with her. I hope you love our interview. But before we head off into the interview, I wanted to make sure that you know about my upcoming summit. It starts on May 6th. It is the fourth Super You Summit. It's 10 days, over 30 plus speakers, all aimed at helping you own your unique power as a woman. Now, I started this summit because I had been doing this podcast for a while. I had started the podcast originally because I love women. I love the impact that they're making in the world. And I wanted everyone else to know about all the amazing women that I knew. And I wanted to shine a light on the great work that they were doing. What I found was the more women I asked, hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast, The Notable Woman Podcast. And they said, what? Me? A notable woman? Not me, no. Talk to my friend, so-and-so. She's amazing. Not me. And after 300th time or whatever, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I realized how women needed this experience of owning their own power. So that is what the Super Youth Summit is. I hope that you'll join me. You can sign up at thenotablewoman.com slash superyouth. And now let's head on into the interview. Welcome to the Notable Woman Podcast. Today's interview guest is an online business coach who hosts the fabulous podcast, Hashtag Lady Posse, for fabulous feminine businesses. I am so happy to introduce Tosh Corbin. Please join me in welcoming Tosh. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Yeah, it's always fun to have a fellow podcast host on. And so thank you so much for joining me. And I'd love to hear a little bit about you. What do you love and what makes you tick? Awesome. Well, I love business. I've always been a bit of a business nerd. Even my first business at nine years old was crushing up sparkly rocks to make glitter. So I've always been very fascinated by business and the psychology behind businesses and why businesses work and why some of them don't. And in particular, I'm really passionate about women in business. And so I exclusively work with women in the online business world. I specialize in lean startups. So I help women create that business and get started without over-investing in the startup phase because I see a lot of women get sucked into this cycle of being convinced that they need to buy this thing and that thing and this online platform and that course and work with that coach. And in the end, they've created a business and they might have some income coming in, but at the end of the day, they don't actually make even minimum wage because they're spending everything that they're making. A lot of people spend way more than they're even making. And then the other area that I really love working in is launching as well. So launching online courses and programs and how to create programs that are really connected and feminine rather than the relationship ending at the point of sale. Because I've been on the receiving end, I've bought courses before where, you know, wooed by the person into buying something and they say it's going to be amazing and this course is going to help you achieve this. 
But then once you buy it, you're actually often on your own. And I have actually found for myself and a lot of other women that I work with, they want to hang around and make sure that people are actually getting results and answer any questions and be more connected in that delivery part of it. So yeah, that's kind of what makes me tick. I'm a big fan of community. So I have an online Facebook community and we've got over 18,000 women in there now. And it's my favorite place to hang out online. But really, when it comes down to it, I'm just really passionate about women creating amazing, successful businesses that are really aligned to how they want to show up in the world. Wow, that is all fabulous and so much I want to dive into. <laughs> There's lots of little cans of worms that yes. I've just laid out on the table there. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about that and that and that. But first, before I get into any of that, I want to know, how did you first become this wonderful online business coach that you are today? Yeah, well, I work in management consulting and executive coaching in my corporate role. And actually, my boss was a bit of a bully and I really wasn't enjoying being in the workplace. And a lot of the work that I did was with oil and gas companies and mining companies. And I really felt misaligned. Like, yes, I was great at what I did and I got paid really well. But it just felt like I was making these rich companies richer by helping them to rape and pillage the earth. And that's not who I am. I'm such a greenie. And I was having a horrible time at work. I followed Denise Duffield Thomas and her like manifesting process. And also I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. And that kind of planted a seed for me. Well, maybe I could do something on my own. And so I actually just went and quit my job and I had a big conversation with my partner at the time. I was like, you know what? I don't think I can stay here anymore. And so I just quit my job and decided I was going to start a business. And literally day one of not having a job, I sat down at my computer. I was like, right, what am I going to (laughs) do? So it's definitely not the startup process I recommend for people because it was very pressured and I really was clueless about what it took to create online business success. But my baptism of fire, I think, was the perfect training ground for me to be able to support other women because I had this really strong understanding of business and I had this really strong understanding of, you know, marketing in the traditional sense. But I had to learn this whole new world of online marketing kind of on the fly and as I went and I got sucked into buying courses I didn't need and I got sucked into paying thousands of dollars for a coach who didn't really help me get any more clients. She was great at helping me come up with snazzy ideas, but I didn't get any clients out of that. And so for me, and I had no money when I started my business, I hadn't saved up for it. I was the main breadwinner in our relationship. We went from over $200,000 a year joint income to living on my partner's salary, which was about $60,000 a year. And so there was a lot of pressure for me to make it, but I just was relentless in my pursuit of finding out how online business worked and how I could make it work for me. And so, yeah, it was a bit of a baptism of fire, that's for sure. But I'm so grateful that I made that leap and found my zone of genius, really. That is such an exciting story. I love it. (laughs) It's an intense story. But yes, it was an interesting kind of start. After three weeks and having worked with this coach, because I paid $4,000 for a one-day coaching package with this fancy coach. And after three weeks of trying to implement and get clients, I had one client and they were paying me $200 a fortnight, so $400 a month. 
and I was looking for jobs. I was like, I can't do this. It's been three weeks. I know we said we'd drink $2 bottles of wine, but I can't do this anymore. I need to be earning lots of money. I was really uncomfortable with not having created any kind of income very quickly. I was so lucky. My partner just said, do you think you could do this? I was like, yeah, I do. I just need more time. And he said, well, we said we'd give it two years. It's been three weeks. Go back to your desk and get working. Like, it's totally fine. And I was very lucky that he did that. And it took about six months for me to get to having a decent income. I hadn't quite replaced my previous salary, but I think that I was just so unrelenting in my pursuit and I experimented with everything. You name the online business strategy, I tried it out. And so I really quickly became aware of what worked for me, what didn't. And I was very curious about why and and particularly the stuff that a lot of the male coaches and the masculine kind of business models that were out there I was like, yeah, this feels really uncomfortable. You know, they're talking about NLP and really poking into people's pain points and all that kind of thing. And so I was very conscious of working out what worked for me and trying everything through that lens of I'm only going to carry forward the things that feel great for me. And so, yeah, it's been wild ride, but I'm now at the multiple six-figure mark with my business. I'm putting together a conference for this year. And yeah, as I said, we've got 18,000 people in our community and my business is just so much fun and I love it. And yeah, I'm really glad that I took that leap. That's amazing. I do have to say 18,000. Wow, that's phenomenal. (laughs) Yes, we just had our three-year anniversary in the Facebook community and it's just been amazing. And it's just women. We're very choosy about who joins. It's women in the online business space and yet just grown massively. We have about 300 to 350 new members every week and it just keeps growing and growing. That's amazing. Now, you talk about fun. I have to say, your website's probably one of the most fun websites I've ever been on. I just love <laughs> it. And I feel like I know you really well from your website, even though I don't know you all. So how did you arrive at that sort of branding like perfectness, essentially? Yeah, well, I think that was one of the big realizations that I had quite early on in my business was that as a consumer, I love knowing about the people I was buying from. And there's kind of these two different categories of online entrepreneur. There's the picture perfect entrepreneur where all of their photos are luxury photos and they talk about, you know, they've got photos with their Mercedes and they're on a boat and they present this very corporate really image of themselves. And really for me, I felt like there was not a lot of connection there. And when I think about women in business in particular, that's one of our strengths is that like no one connects like the ladies connect. I've never heard two guys at a coffee shop saying, oh, I'd love to have a piece of cake, but I can't do it. You know, I feel so guilty about those extra calories, you know. Their men bond over toys and aspiration. They want you to admire each other and that creates that connection. But for women, We connect through our vulnerability and our realness and who we are as a person. And so for me, it's really important that my absolute true self in all areas of my life, including my business. So, you know, when you said, welcome to the show, I sang a little bit. That's what I'm like in real life. You know, I sing a lot and I narrate my life through song and that's who I am. And actually, 
for women in business, that's what makes us unique. And that's what makes us accessible. And that's what makes people want to see more of you and learn more from you. And I think that that connection is a really powerful part of being in business and particularly for women. Well, you've totally convinced me that I have this funny picture of me sort of peering over a cake that I'm about to eat. And I was like, hmm, I feel like this would be perfect for my website, but should I use it? The answer is yes. I'm going to put that up after I'm done talking to you. Totally. I love it. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Like, I mean, being online, I don't know if you've ever been in an online course where there's a Facebook community that goes with it, or if you've ever belonged to a Facebook group, you will notice that when women share real things, like they're struggling with juggling their work and their life, or, you know, their partner doesn't understand what's going on for them, or, you know, they're having a struggle with, like, can I really do this? That's when all of the other women rally around them. And so whilst I don't think it's a good idea to constantly be like down and, oh, help me, help me, help me. I do think that sharing those real moments is just as important in creating connection with your tribe as sharing the exciting things and sharing the successes and talking about the results that you achieve with people. I really do think it's what makes us human and it's our humanness that makes people want to spend time with us, to spend their money with us and to learn from us because it makes your results accessible, right? So when I talk about my failed first launch of an online course, I sent out the email to my mailing list and I missed a digit. So it was supposed to be five ninety eight, and I said it was $98. And it was like such a crazy mistake. And it was a complete failed launch. Like I was expecting to sell 100 spots at $598. And I sold six spaces. And two of them, I gave them at $98 because I felt so bad about sending out the wrong price. And when I talk about that failed, miserable launch, I would get 30 emails from people saying, thank you so much for saying that because it means that my failure, my mistakes are completely recoverable. It makes me feel like I can do this too. If she's done it this way, I can do this. My first launch was terrible. I totally stuffed something up. And, you know, hearing your story means that I know I can do this too. I don't have to get it perfect. And I think perfectionism can be a real struggle for a lot of women and they don't move, they don't act because they think that they need to have it perfect when actually just taking that imperfect action is much, much more powerful. And I just view everything as a fun experiment. And in all my courses where I'm teaching people, I start by saying, this is a fun experiment. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to try some things out. Some things might not work for you, but that doesn't mean this isn't for you. All that means is you've now got more information about what might work and we experiment again. And I think having that mindset of fun experimentation goes a long way in creating a successful business. Here, here. I agree 100%. I was just reading about a study at Dartmouth University, maybe, and it was all about the PhD program. And there's a very difficult course at one point. And when male students reach this really difficult course, they say, wow, this course is hard. And when the female students reach this difficult course, they say, oh, I should have never been a PhD in math. What's wrong with me? I'm so terrible. Duh. And so I think that's what I always tell my biz friends. I'm definitely not a coach. But whenever they're, you know, 
sort of devastated about how something went. I said, you're an experimenter. You tried it. It didn't work. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with saying you tried and you're just going to try something else next time. It's going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that definitely dives into all the feminine business stuff I want to talk about. I really like your approach to how you think about that. I think that a lot of how business is done is very male dominated and it just feels wrong when we try to do it that way. And I should be really clear when I talk about feminine business, I do believe that both men and women have a balance of masculine and feminine energy. And so I'm not necessarily talking about women in business and men can't do it this way. But I do think that a lot of the reason why women struggle with some of the more masculine strategies in business is because their feminine energy is underutilized. And so when I work with women, I am aiming to help them create a balance between those energies. There are times when you do need to have that motivation and that little bit of hustle and you need to promote yourself and those sorts of things. But there are also times when you want to nurture that feminine energy, which is about the power of receiving and being more magnetic and connecting through vulnerability, not through admiration. And so that's what I love about the feminine business model is that a lot of times we actually have this really powerful, juicy feminine energy that we're not using. And the online business model when it first came into being, was simply a replication of offline business in an online setting. So if you think about like the old school of business, like Henry Ford said, the customer can have any color they want as long as it's black, right? So there's this build it and they will come model where you create this sexy thing and then you go out and convince people that they need to buy it. And so you invest all your money up front in product design and research and making prototypes. And then you spend a heap of money on marketing and get it in front of everyone. And you want to convince people that they need this thing. Whereas there's actually a whole nother business model that hasn't been explored as fully that becomes available in the online business world because Marketing channels before the online business world were one way, television, newspapers, radio, whereas the online business marketing channels are two-way conversations. And if you apply that masculine old school business model, you'll see this where they're like literally just shouting at you over the internet. They're using the internet like they would use television for advertising. Whereas if you actually create your marketing around this two-way conversation, A, you don't need to reach as many people because you're getting that real-time feedback from your people and very quickly you will know who the right kind of people are and you'll get higher conversion from people being interested to actually being your clients. And then also B, it's a really much deeper connection that you have with clients and potential clients that get to know you And you get to know them much more intimately. And so it just feels like a completely different model and a different way of working. And I think it really suits women beautifully. I love that distinction. And I have to ask, do you have a book planned? Because I would totally buy it. I do. I do. I can't wait. My birthday is on the 12th of March and it's hopefully coming out then. It's called hashtag no more pink ghetto. And the reason that I've called it that is because like 
I do see in the online business world, there's actually this like subculture or segment of people who work online who are like not making minimum wage and they're working really hard and they're changing people's lives and they're doing amazing work, but it's created this pink ghetto is what I see. Women who aren't making minimum wage, they're spending more than they're making. They're getting sucked into trying to run this masculine business model. Like the horror stories that I've heard of women who've been convinced to put $15,000 coaching on their mortgage or a $10,000 course or mastermind on their credit card with the promise of making money. And then they actually don't ever recoup that return on investment. And it creates this kind of like the word ghetto is used to mean like a geographic or socioeconomic cluster. And it does create this socioeconomic cluster of women who aren't making it online and who make it mean they're not cut out for the business world. And actually, they just have the wrong business model. And so, yeah, that book will be coming out and I think it's going to make some ripples. I think there are going to be a lot of online coaches who don't like me. I already have a few who who think I'm a bit of an upstart. So we'll see how we go. (laughs) I think that sounds fabulous. I definitely will be on the lookout for that myself. Definitely. It's an interesting problem, but I see it as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing your words of wisdom on that. Yeah. We had one lady in my Facebook community and she asked the question and said, has anyone ever purchased something for more than $2,000 and not got any results from it or feel like it wasn't the right investment for them? And hundreds and hundreds of women shared these horror stories. And just like they bought this course thinking that they're going to get support. And then when they contacted the person, they were told that it was their own fault people who were bought coaching programs and they were told that they will continue to receive coaching until they hit six figures as long as they did the work. But doing the work involved being deceptive. It involved pushing people into buying things that they didn't want. And it involved acting out of alignment with their values. And so they lost their money and they didn't get the coaching because they realized that they had just been sold, you know, a dud. And so, yeah, It's definitely something that I'm very vocal and passionate about speaking up for because I think there are even some big courses out there that are, you know, in the $2,000 to $3,000 market bracket and you can never find a bad review of them. That's because if anyone speaks poorly of the program, they have lawyer's letters sent to them. The legal team gets in touch. And so there's this like image management part of the online business world that means that people don't get real feedback and advice on what's out there for them. And that makes me really cranky. I think that's a very good reason to be cranky. And I heard a little bit about this just from other folks. I'm pretty new in this world and don't know a lot about it. But I have heard stories of folks who were pleased, but then they had signed basically an NDA that they didn't quite understand and then could not give feedback, which is not the way the world is supposed to work. No. So you've totally reminded me of another question I have, which is what would you say your zone of genius is? I think my zone of genius is helping women to understand the value of their uniqueness. And one thing that I am really passionate about, and like, I think it just comes so easily to me is business strategy. Like, I can talk to someone 
understand what they're really good at, see what maybe they can't see for themselves and come up with 20 or 30 amazing ideas of things that they can try out, experiment with and kind of play with. And so for me, I think that really is my zone of genius. It's that like just, I don't know, it's just, you know how some people look at numbers and they all just make sense? For me, I look at a business, I look at people and they just make sense to me. And so that's where if I'm talking to people, if I'm talking about business, I'm definitely in my zone of genius. Amazing. Fabulous. Well, I can't believe it, but it's already time for the last round of questions. It's gone so fast. <laughs> See, I could talk about this for I know. hours. Like it just literally just comes and out. it's fabulous. Yeah. But anyway, it yes, totally is. I'm really I just kind of in love. So I'm going to join your list and stalk you after this is over. You have to come into the yeah, group as well. Yeah, I love there. it. Now, what would you say is the biggest assumption that people make about you? Oh, that's an interesting one. Probably like that I'm always really self-confident. Like I think I'm someone who is always really passionate and when I turn up, I'm talking and I love what I'm doing, but I have self-doubt just as much as the next person. I grapple with those mindset monkeys just as much as other people. So I think people do make that assumption that I'm real, because I'm extroverted, they just assume I'm always confident in everything that I do, but that's not always the case. And what would be one takeaway you want people to get from listening to this podcast episode? I think the whole concept of a fun experiment, as long as you treat your business like a fun experiment, you stay curious about what's working and why and what's not working and looking for new solutions, you will always end up where you want to be. It might not be the way that you assumed it was going to happen. It might not be the time frame that you assumed it was going to happen. But it is so worth it to just keep experimenting, keep trying, keep having fun because you really can create financial and lifestyle freedom for yourself by using your own unique talents. And I believe everyone can be a successful business owner. You just need to treat it like that fun experiment and you will find your zone. Now, do you happen to have a book you'd love to recommend to the Notable Woman audience? I love The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's my number one go-to book for anyone because it really looks at that whole mindset and why we sometimes trip ourselves up when we're experiencing growth in our income or in our love life. You know, when you have these amazing things happen to you, we can sometimes really self-sabotage and sometimes we don't even know we're doing it or why, but it's a really powerful book. And I actually recommend getting it on Audible, which is audiobook app, because he reads the book himself. And he's like this really wise old granddad. It's like having a really awesome granddad tell you the way of the world. And it's beautiful. I love that book so much. Amazing. I love that. Now, I think I know the answer to this, but how do you want people to get in touch with you if they want to connect? Well, my website is tashcorbin.com. So you can definitely jump over to the website and check out everything there. But really, the Facebook group is where I hang out the most. So if you go to tashcorbin.com forward slash group, then that will take you to the Facebook community. Come on in, say hello. I'm there every day. It's the most engaged Facebook group on Facebook. I guarantee you, you will be blown away by how much people are having real conversations. It's not a jump in and spam us with your promo kind of community, but we do have promotional opportunity day. So Mondays, people can share their freebies and Wednesdays, people can make offers for, we call it market day. So I think it's got this beautiful balance between being able to talk about your business, 
and practice your offers and your sales pitches and all that kind of thing, but also having real engaged conversations with other women entrepreneurs online. And I just absolutely adore the group. That's amazing. I can't wait to hop in there. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a fabulous interview. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. No worries, Kristen. Thank you so much. It's been lots of fun. And there you have it. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of The Notable Woman. I hope you loved hearing from Tasha as much as I did. And don't forget, you can sign up for the Super You Summit at thenotablewoman.com slash super you. Just the letter U. That's it. It's also in the show notes. I hope you have a beautiful day, and I'll be back again soon. Bye for now.